Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. We were uh, going to talk about some voting rights issues. How it's yeah, uh, uh, how it's getting more and more difficult to vote in the U.S. It appears. Um, yeah. I was looking at this article here in uh, usnews.com online, and what they were talking about is a new law passed by uh, Texas, Arizona, and one other state where they were making it harder for people to vote in a number of ways, um, eliminating absentee ballots and even going so far as to make it a felony for a voting election official to mail out an application or a ballot to anybody. And so that seems pretty wild. Um, in, in the name, Dave, of um, voter integrity, how would that help voter integrity? I mean, how does that help? Keep, how does that keep people from cheating? If that well, is in I fact the goal, know. right? And was there, has there been any proof of cheating? I don't think so, because the reporter Greg Palast did an in-depth series of, of uh, reports on this proving that not only was there no voter fraud, but there was tons of voter suppression. Right. So right. as the as the Republicans are screaming voter fraud, they're actively committing voter suppression. Um, and he's got, you know, numbers from a, a number of different states. In certain cases, he was a, a part of a lawsuit that forced them to put people back on the voter rolls, even. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. And this is going back how many years, Dave? I think I saw him on Tom Hartman's show discussing this. Oh, I don't know. It was. Eight years ago, nine. I mean, it's been a long time. It was certainly well before the Trump administration. I mean, this is this is not new stuff. It's been going on for quite a while. And um, I think you and I had talked about uh, Chris Kobach, who was what was he, the Secretary of State for Kansas, Dave? And um, his big thing was voter suppression. That was like, and Trump later hired him <laughs> for just that purpose. Go. Interstate cross check. Interstate cross check was. Uh, um, an endeavor that uh, Kobach was heading up. And basically, Dave, it would take lists of names. And if your name matched somebody else's name that had been dropped from the rolls, they would go ahead and drop your name as well. So they were just canceling out all these names. And oh, by the way, people that uh, would be suspected um, of voting for Democrats were more likely to vote for Democrats, which happens to be people of color in a lot of um, instances. So this whole thing was just like, oh, well, we're not going to try to fight for your vote. We're not going to change our policies and our platforms to try to get you to vote for us. We're just going to eliminate people who we don't think are going to vote for us at all. Right, right. Uh, and there's been many, many statistics that I've read that shows that when you make it harder to vote, the Republican Party benefits. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a waving the flag for the Democratic Party. I would encourage people to vote for the People's Party, to vote for a third party. Um, 
So, you know, I, I've lost all faith in the two-party system personally, but I'm just speaking to that specific issue of voter suppression. Now, and, and now, of course, Dave, with, um, you know, Trump and the big lie that has been, you know, uh, put out there for quite some time now, and, you know, the election was stolen from me. I got cheated. So therefore, we, you know, let's put on, let's, let's use more of these uh, voter suppression laws. Let's make it harder and harder to, for people to vote. And, and this is, it's like going to war, Dave, because of weapons of mass destruction. Well, there weren't weapons of mass destruction, but let's go to war anyway. I mean, this is the same type of thing. This is just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, Trump making unfounded and conspiratorial claims, like, and then when it goes through the courts, Dave, and you know how I feel about this, Dave, by the time you get through the courts, and it was like 60 different um, lawsuits filed by the Trump administration, all of them said, nope, you're out, goodbye, you don't have enough evidence, there was no voter fraud, or at least not enough to overturn an election, not anywhere close, sorry you lose, but he just keeps saying it and people keep believing it. And now, Dave, as witnessed from January uh, the 6th, people are dying and being beaten because of it. Yeah, when, it, when we should actually be loosening voting laws, it should be very easy to vote. You should be able to you know, drop your ballot in a 24-hour drop box in a number of places. I mean, there's no cases of somebody breaking into a mailbox to steal ballots. It, it's just not a thing. So I've been saying this for decades that you should automatically be registered to vote when you get your driver's license, right? Like they have all your information. So you get your license when you're 16. Two years later, you should automatically be registered to vote. Why would you not be? You don't have to vote but you shouldn't have to, right? It's just a hurdle. Why should I have to register to vote, right? Yeah, like when I get a driver's license, you already know who I am, where I live, how old I am. Exactly, so I take you my have a driver's copy of license. My, my signature. So I take my driver's <laughs> license to the, to the polling place and I should just be able to vote. Even, I, I didn't even think about this, but even having to register to vote is a hurdle. And why? There's a deadline that you have to register by? Why? Right. It doesn't make any sense. You're a citizen of the United States. You should be able to vote, period. And, and, Dave, when it, and if ahead. there's an issue of people who are not documented citizens voting, well, then we should work on our immigration. But that's a whole different topic. If you're in this country, the laws in this country affect you. Therefore, you should be able to vote on them. <laughs> yeah, right? I think that's pretty... I think that's pretty, pretty basic simple. to democracy, isn't it, Dave? Pretty freaking simple. If you're within the borders, whether you got here legally or not, that's a whole nother topic. But what we're talking about is laws that affect people within these borders. So anybody within these borders, just to make it more simple, anybody within these borders over 18. And why 18? Why not 16? You know, you can join the military to go off and die before you're 18. Why can't Dang, you? I thought you, had to be, I thought you had to be 18. I think you can join at 17. Wow. And 16 with a parent signature. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not certainly against that, Dave. Um, but the uh, the numbers do show that you know the younger people are, the less they vote. So if you if you expanded it to 16, you're certainly yeah. going to get more voters. But let's face it, the, the major portion of those people would still not vote. Right, and what you know, your average 16 year old doesn't know, right? And doesn't, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really doesn't care. I mean, come on, they're just getting hormones. I mean, come on, Dave. I mean, you know, you and I have talked politics for a long, long time. When we were in high school, Dave, I don't remember that being a major topic. No. Just wasn't really girls, something that was girls, on our radar. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bands, chicks, and where was the next party? And, you know, for me, it was a lot of sports and, you know, but that, you know, wasn't something that was really on our minds. But I still think... You know, um, it should just be easier to vote. It's certainly, it's like we have a one party in this country, Dave, that seems to want to make it really easy to get a gun, but really hard to vote. And that just seems so <laughs> unbelievably backwards to me. And, and you know me, Dave. I, you know, Dave, you're a law-abiding citizen. You are not guilty of any felonies. You, you don't you're not to, uh, guilty of beating up your wife or, you know, a history of mental illness or anything like that. And you want to protect your home. I don't see that it's a problem that you should be able to get a gun, but you know, shouldn't it, I don't know. Shouldn't voting be easier than getting a firearm? It seems like it would be, the country would be safer. <laughs> you know, I would think, I would think it definitely shouldn't be more difficult. Um, you know, and how is well, it, it? And that's a great point. And how is it easier to get married than it is to get a driver's license? Look at the repercussions, <laughs> right? Like anyway, I wanted to touch on a couple of things here, Dave. Um, after reading that article, there were sixty. The Trump administration lost uh, launched sixty some odd lawsuits, encouraged officials to throw out legally cast ballots and challenge. Vote voter uh, cert the vote voter certification process. Okay, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and then that very famous phone call he had with Donald Trump, where Trump told him, "Find me eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes." Go find Just, them, dig them up. I mean, Dave, he's encouraging this guy to lie and cheat for him. He's using his power as president. To try to put, you know, try to use it as leverage with an election secretary of state and elections officials to overturn a legally and a legal and fair election. I mean, David, this is a crime. It's just pure and simple. This is a freaking crime. Yeah, that reminds me of a quote that I heard uh, about George Bush Sr. 9-11, Saddam Hussein. Find me a link. There you go. I think it was Colin Powell or something like, you know, find me a way to connect these two dots, basically. Yeah. Right? Let's find a way to use this tragedy to take care of some kind of, you know, thing that we want to get done. Some kind of partnership that we want to, you know, uh, we want to create. You know, use something like that. And go, hmm, how can I benefit from this? 
Right. You know, and then when it ends up being a lot of people dead, country destroyed, you know, it's like, how do you live with yourself? Something like that. But anyway, uh, the Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, was urged by Donald Trump, Dave, to convene a special session to overturn Biden's victory in Georgia. So not only dealing with the secretary of state, elections officials, but also the governor of the state to like, you know what, let's get a group together and just say this one doesn't count. What, Dave, what does democracy mean if that were to have gone through? Do you want to talk about cancel culture? They wanted to cancel all those Biden votes in that particular state and not just that state, but other states um, to cancel all those votes. Isn't that a little more serious than Mr. Potato Head or, I don't know, um, Pepe Le Pew not being in the newest Space Jam movie? I mean, cancel culture can be seem really stupid. And some of the, you know, if, if liberals are, are you know, uh, presenting this and trying to pass these kind of things, it, it's really silly. But I don't know of any prominent Democrat, Dave, that was against having Pepe Le Pew in that LeBron James movie. Okay, I don't remember hearing about that, but I am hearing, David, about elected Republican officials, including the president of the United States, trying to cancel votes. This is just absolutely, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, Ben Ginsburg, Dave, Ben Ginsburg is a prominent election lawyer for the Republican Party. This is a quote from him, a party that increasingly, that's increasingly old and white is conjuring up charges of fraud to erect barriers to voting for people it fears won't support its candidates because they know, Dave, they're losing the, 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 the basically the share of voters is not in their favor and it's getting worse. Okay. Right. Um, so let's put up these barriers. So it's just harder for people to vote who we think won't vote for us. Right. And what about well, the marketplace? What about the free market, right, Dave? What about the marketplace of ideas? So that, you know, Dave, if you and I are, you know, we're running a party, Dave, we, we're starting a new party. If we want people to vote for us, I guess we got to go find out what those people want and tailor our platform and our policies to meet that demand, right? Yeah, you think? I mean, let's say, Dave, if we're selling stuff, I guess we don't want to sell oh, I don't know, broccoli-flavored chewing gum, right? There's probably not a big market for that. We probably want something like strawberry or watermelon, sour apple, something that people probably would like and want to buy. Why don't, you know, probably why gonna don't do some market analysis. Exactly, exactly. Find out what people want, and then you try to provide that to them. Politicians and, public, and, and parties should be doing the same thing and here we have, David, a Republican Party who's absolutely against that. Well, why why is that? They don't have what are they putting forth as a policy, right? I mean, gun gun owners right. Gun, gun owners right. right. But other than that, it's just and the left is bad. Laws. Other and voter than that, suppression laws. The, the left is bad, right? Yeah. And yeah, those guys and, are idiots. Know, don't vote for them. Immigrants are bad, but the the caravan, you know, fear mongering stop that failed. So where the, where's the caravan now? Um, <laughs> you know, but 
you see what I'm where I'm going with this? They're not putting forth ideas, right? Like the Democrats are at least trying to put forth, you know, uh, infrastructure bills and yada yada yada. But you right. know, the Republicans are just up to the same old song and dance of increase the military budget and decrease taxes, and somehow that's going to help you and I or anybody. Um, they you know, seem, they seem absolutely void, Dave, of any ideas at all. And just like you're saying, you know, certain things that they want to make that, that are so important to you is you have to be able to get a gun and we got to make it harder for you to vote. Yeah, because, this is, you know, this is where I'm, yeah, and this is where I'm pissed off at the Democratic Party as well is because now that everybody's up in arms about Afghanistan and all those poor people, well, you know, where were those tears? for the last 20 years and now we hear the finances on it we've been spending 300 million dollars a day there for 20 years and Goodness we can't get crazy. we can't get universal health care or call free college education passed over here which would be pennies and actually like improving people's lives but we spent 300 million a year killing people and then we it's bail and had zero positive effect well, David, what is it for the uh, um, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, Dave? The price tag is upwards of like seven trillion dollars already, and apparently it's not over yet because of you know we have um, soldiers that are injured, um, you know, and now have disabilities. Oh, oh of course, like that. Care for those people for the rest of their lives. Right. So the, basically, David, the bill hasn't totally come due yet. I mean, the check, we're going to receive the check, but you know, the total amount hasn't been filled in yet. It's still, it's still going right. upwards. Basically, mm -hmm. the Pentagon has to be held accountable because you remember the 21 missing trillion, right? I heard about that. Yeah, where they had like, uh, I don't know, they were just sh shipping over like crates full of cash. Right. They just there's all this money that can't be accounted for on the on the eve of 9-11, September 10th, 20 years ago today, Donald Rumsfeld made a speech about two point three trillion dollars missing from the pound that the Pentagon can't account for. Goodness. And did anybody get fired? Did anybody get audited? I well, mean, did anybody report? Over that? Oddly enough, Tony, where they were conducting the audit in the Pentagon is the exact place it got hit by the quote unquote plane by whatever hit it. Mm. Some, just people think it some people think it was a missile that hit it, but oddly enough, it was a bullseye and destroyed all the records of the investigation into that missing money. Oh my God. Okay, well, um, I wanted to get uh, talk about Gabriel Sterling, Dave, um, the CEO, mm -hmm. the Georgia Secretary of State, uh, been a Republican yeah. since he was 15. Um, here's a, a quote from him. The reason we have ballots is so we don't have bullets. If you don't have ballots, bullets are the next logical step. Now, he said this before January the 6th, Dave. And January the 6th, what it showed us is that Sterling is right. If you don't believe in elections, Dave, and you believe your guy got cheated, what else do you have except for violence? What is your recourse? You well, can't have another election. You're not going to believe in another election. You don't believe in the last one. Why are you going to believe in the next one? And that makes me think of a Martin Luther King quote 
that a, a riot is a voice of the voiceless. So once you get pushed to the absolute breaking point and feel you have no other voice, then that's you know, where people yes. go. And obviously the Trump rioters on January the 6th, they felt exactly that. So we're not, you and I are cl are clearly are not saying just because you're rioting, you must have, a, you know, a, a real grievance. Okay. Not saying that at all. Right. It, but because that is, you know, been put in your head and remember Trump started saying this, Dave, well before the election, the only way he could lose is if it was rigged, you know, it, it's like, with that, with that guy, Dave, it's heads I win, tails you lose. If I win, I won. But if I lose, I really won. Are people yeah. not seeing this? Am I the only one who's seeing this? No, I think I think a lot of people are seeing it, but a lot of people are overwhelmed by so many other things, right? It's, um, it's that thing of you can only pay attention to so many things at once, really, right? Mm. Well, um, another thing from uh, Gabriel Sterling, Dave, he was on television after um, the Georgia vote. And because, you know, of all uh, Trump's criticisms, election officials, as they still are, um, they're receiving a lot of death threats. I mean, this is a really serious situation here. And so far, nobody has yet. I believe has as of yet acted upon that. But um, his response to Trump, Dave, stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get shot. Somebody is going to get killed. He made that apparently that statement was uh, December the first of 2020. So January sixth, again, prove this man right, absolutely right. If you your rhetoric. You know, from somebody with a major platform that has influence, Dave, can lead people to do just heinous things. And that's exactly what we saw. And I'm so glad this guy, um, you know, uh, called Trump out on this. You know, I think some other Republicans that did stand up to him, I think um, they deserve credit. Even Mike Pence. Um, you know, because, Dave, we got to look at our... Uh, our democracy here and see how fragile it is. And some of these, it, it could have gone a, a, a totally different way. What if Mike Pence had been, you know, okay, let those, let those votes go. Let's get the, you know, I don't know that he could have done that, Dave, but what if he had lent his support to this? What would have happened? Right. Well, you know, that phrase democracy isn't free or freedom isn't free. A lot of times you see it like on a on a bumper sticker that's in support of the military. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny how people can get behind that in a military sense. But now I hear so many people and I get it, but it's disheart disheartening. I hear so many people that are apathetic and just like, oh, yeah, I don't do politics. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about politics or whatever. Or, oh, you're getting all political. And it's like, everything is politics. Do you like clean drinking water, um, breathable air? Well, that was the Environmental Protection Act of the 70s. That was political. We fought for that and we won. 
Do you like your civil liberties? Do you like enjoying that? Do you like the Bill of Rights? Do you like the Constitution? These are political things that people fought and died for. And if you just do you like sit social back, security, do you yeah, like an eight-hour like workday? Do you like right. having to be having to be paid overtime when you go over eight hours in a day? So if you think, you know, oh, Tony and Dave just talking politics again, and you'd just rather kick back and be all apathetic on Facebook, well, then don't be surprised when you wake up one day and you're not living in a democracy, you know, that's how it started in, in the 30s in Germany, right? All of a sudden there was, a, you know, your door got kicked in at four in the morning if you were reading the wrong books or, you know, the equivalent would be if you posted the wrong stuff on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, it could never happen here. Well, Obama arrested more people under the Espionage Act, more reporters under the Espionage Act than all presidents before him combined. So people like Edward Snowden, people like Julian Assange that were have never been shown to put American troops in danger, but they outed criminal behavior, right? So... None of the criminals that were exposed by Julian Assange have ever gone to jail, but Julian Assange is in jail for life for exposing them. It's crazy stuff. You know, our democracy yeah. is fragile. You know, democracy uh, is fragile. So don't give me this people of like, oh, I'm not political. Yeah, you are. You're enjoying the benefits of poli of, of a certain um of of previous people's political fight so you're currently enjoying those benefits so if you're not at least willing to talk about it or get informed then you know i don't know we're going well, to help you know, it's, it's you know so many individuals dave and i can kind of understand it sometimes I mean, because politics has this well they said this but they said that well they were talking about this but they were talking about that it becomes it can become very muddled, you know, and, and, you know, we're so much of us, so many of us, Dave, are in an absolute bubble. I'm only going to watch these and I'm only going to believe this. You know, you and I've talked about it many times, Dave, you know, people and I know people that, you know, I want to, I'm only going to believe what I want to believe and that's it. And I, other stuff is all crap. And when you have an attitude like that, Dave, how can anything else get in? Yeah, that's a great point. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what side you're on, but if you're only watching, like if you're a Democrat and you only watch MSNBC, then that's just as bad as being a Republican and only watching Fox. You know, it's the same thing. Same side, right. uh, dif different side of the same coin. You're on one side and nothing else Corporate matters media. to you, you know. Um, but uh, right now, the way I see some things going, Dave, is Republicans have lost their minds. They've absolutely gone off the rails. And, and you know me, Dave, and I and you, you too. It's not like we're a couple of, you know, Barack Obama was great. Joe Biden's wonderful. And Hillary Clinton, you know, would have been the greatest president ever. You and I are clearly not big fans of corporate Democrats. Um, but when you look at what's going on here with the Republican Party, have you, did you see what Marjorie Taylor Greene said to that? group in Alabama a couple of weeks ago, Dave, about if, if vaccine, if um, the government was sending out people to vaccinate door to door, she said that 
you know, we are unvaccinated here, high, a high number of unvaccinated people here in Alabama, but we do have our Second Amendment rights and we believe in them. The people that come up to our door might not get um, the reception that they're looking for. Oh, right. I did hear that. Hey, Tony, okay. we got a uh, we got a few people in the house. I want to give a shout out. Brother is Bay. What's going on? Vincent Tran, Dr. Ceciline. How's it going, people? Thanks for listening. We've got a message here from Vincent Tran. I think that it's going to get better somehow because this stuff has been going on for a long time, for millennia. And now with um, the ability to keep people to account who are leaders and in charge and have the mega wealth and the mega power, no one's going to want to, like, go to jail for something they did, but I think eventually we will have better leadership, but it's going to take basically some sacrifices on both sides. One is like the Julia Assange's of the world and the Edward Snowden's of the world. Um, there's so much traction against anything that is remotely considered unpatriotic that no one's going to defend them other than the occasional person. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I kind of agree, but I don't, you know, you know, so I, I, that, that makes me not feel so hopeful, right? Because are we, you know, now that we're in this information age, but does it really matter? Look at the Epstein case, right? That got swept under the rug. We have all this information. We got the names of all these people. We could be cross-examining all these people to get more names, to get to the bottom of one of the grossest cases of our lifetime and the whole case just went away you know as soon as clinton prince andrew and trump were all named the thing just went away and the guy died right under so, mysterious circumstances yeah the guy's murdered in jail and that's and it's still they're still able to sweep it under the rug like what unbelievable just, that should have, just so should happens be up there the cameras the didn't work that day what's that just so happened the cameras didn't work that day. The cameras didn't work that day. Both guards fell asleep. Uh, they didn't do their rounds. Um, they were on Facebook. The warden received disciplinary action. Uh, just turns out that his cellmate was changed and that his cellmate was um, an ex-mafia hitman. Big old huge yoked guy that looks like he could easily strangle people from behind. And I think that's what he was in jail for. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it just, uh, you know, the coincidences are abound. One of my favorite memes of 2020 was a picture of Hillary Clinton with dark sunglasses on and it said, make it look like a, like a suicide. <laughs> we got another message from Vincent Tran. Didn't George Bush Jr. basically carve out the Republican Party? and make it so that there was a void in the establishment and the leadership where everyone distanced themselves from, you know, the Bush era politics. They didn't even want to touch that. So that made it so that it became a sort of, um, what you call it, a um, mega match like wrestling, battle royale, and Trump won. And now we have no idea what's going to happen with the Republican Party. You want to speak to that, Tony? Well, I, I mean, Trump still runs the Republican Party, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be running 
in 2024. And obviously, so many of these Republican politicians, Dave, they really, really want his support in the congressional elections uh, in the midterms that will be coming up here pretty soon for 2022. So as far as not knowing what's going to happen to the Republican Party, well, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know who runs the show, and that's still Donald Trump, even though, Dave, it, it seems that with his endorsement, doesn't really guarantee you a lot more votes necessarily, but the Republican Party still is subservient to him. I'd like to say one thing briefly about George Bush gutting the Republican Party. I don't think he gutted the Republican Party, but I think a lot of people didn't want to be associated with him after his administration because of, you know, torture, war crimes, you know, uh, unjust wars of conquest and, you know, the whole never ending war thing. Yeah, just, you know, so people. The Republicans kind of wanted to distance themselves from that, although they kept voting for continued wars and never really ended the torture thing. You know, and Democrats are guilty of that as well. We got yeah, Guy Hanna of, with a message. That dude was, is not dead. They gave him a face over, a face lift. Somebody with that much money and that much power don't die. <laughs> the dude literally had power over everybody. Like, he had princes and, and kings and the presidents and high-powered people. Like, he's not dead at all. Facial up here, mustache there, hair color here. Sip him into a whole new country. No one notices him. Well, so, I agree that I agree that's possible, right, Tony? But but like Hoffa, once you know too much, then you're yeah, a, you're just, a liability. It's just easier to get rid of you. You're a liability at that point, right? Once mm -hmm. you got so you many people in high places that would be better off if you weren't around, guess what? You're not going to be around. You're going to get whacked. Yeah, I mean, that's a stand-up guy comes up with this, this, you know, great conspiracy theory, Dave. And I, that sounds like a good, a good book. I got to tell you, it really does. Um, I don't know if I really believe that, but, you know, it seems to me, I, I, I agree with what you said, Dave. It's like, you know, Dave, uh, if we got somebody that's just knows too much, it's got too, infor too much information on us and we got, and we have a, a way to, to knock them off, chances are we're just going to knock them off. I mean, you know, come on. If it was just Donald Trump, just Prince Andrew, <laughs> but once you mention the the killer Clintons, come on, really, really, you think they whisked him away so that they could, you know? No, they just took him out. Then they prop some, they'll prop somebody else up into his. He's replaceable, right? He was just the disposable puppet that supplies them with pedophiles, that with pedos, right? Um, with kids, um, discuss, as disgusting as it is, right? So they'll just find somebody else to fill that role, right? Like, you, hey, you want to live on a, on a billion-dollar island in the Bahamas? Sign right here. Hmm. You want a well, free $70 million mansion in New York for free? Sign right here. Some of this, it just, it seems like we're getting a, getting off into the weeds here a little bit because I'm the kind of guy, it's like, you know, I don't think anything is particularly unbelievable. I mean, I think the um, the Catholic Church sex scandals and pedophile scandals, you know, prove that, Dave. And that went on for a long, yeah. long time. Um, right. But at some point, I just need to see some proof 
you know, when, like when we go back to um, January the 6th, for instance, Dave, well, we had people in court who were there testifying to what happened to them, cops getting beaten and stuff, right? Um, we had a whole bunch of people arrested and their backgrounds looked at, told you know, who they are and what they've been doing online and, you know, who they support. And then we had a whole bunch of video footage. <laughs> it was just, I mean, can we get any more, like, we Great know there footage. was an insurrection on January the 6th, right? Mm -hmm. There's just, I, and again, David, and we then have, uh, And then there's yeah. the, then there's the complicity of the government to a certain degree. Um, like there was a report that the Justice Department held back the National Guard that day, basically letting the events play out. Um, and I think you and I have talked about this before, but remember like Kent State in the 60s, right? That, you know, it was a much more chill event and the National Guard opened up and killed four kids. And then we also talked about, well, what if January 6th was Black Lives Matter converging on the White House? You know, there would have been bodies filling the streets. You would think. Now, but Dave, who is it the president that calls out the National Guard? I mean, who? It seems like it would be him, right? I mean, is it the, is, it's not the mayor of D.C., is it? Who has that uh, authority? I'm not sure. Let me let me Google that one second. I mean, I think if you had to call out the National Guard, David, it kind of seems like, you know, the president would be the guy to do that. And I know um, Senator McCarthy or Representative McCarthy, the, um, the Republican leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy, I think he, from what I understand, if he called Trump and said, you know, call this off. So I'm. You know, my understanding is, you know, Secretary of Defense calls out the National Guard. OK. Where where was he and who who is the Secretary of Defense? I'm not even sure. Under Trump. Who was that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all the players here. But anyway, David, I have got to get going. Wonderful to talk to you again, and uh, we'll have to do another one of these real soon. Fantastic. One other thing I just wanted to cite right here is just before, you know, talking about Fox and MSNBC, I just wanted to end with this. A court, and this is from uh, Glenn, the reporter Glenn Greenwald online here. Mm -hmm. Um, a court ruled Rachel Maddow's viewers know she offers exaggeration and opinion, not facts. So there we go. MSNBC is the equivalent of Fox, just the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. Dave, wonderful to talk to you. We will talk again. Take care, buddy. See you. This is just a joke, but there's one way to not have your voting rights at risk. Be rich. True that, right? One way to get way better democracy too, right? Just be rich. <laughs> then you get better laws. You know, you get better outcome if you do have to go to court. You know, you can get like the OJ treatment instead of, you know, how, how that would have gone down if it was you or me <laughs> with a public defender <laughs> instead of three rock star lawyers, right? But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. This has just been a, uh, you know, show about how our voting rights are at risk, how our democracy is fragile, 
and everything is at risk right now. Highly recommend everybody check out the People's Party. It's www.peoplesparty.org. And it was started by the guy that was running the Bernie Sanders campaign before Bernie Sanders bowed out and, and uh, endorsed Hillary. And this guy, you know, started this party, the People's Party, once Bernie bowed out. So peace out, stay vigilant, and keep fighting, people. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.